0: lesson learned lesson learned i i lesson learned that's what happened i mean that that's exactly what happened hand up i learned a lesson that the mirage the Eagles put on for the last two months was just that. It was a mirage. And and the reason it's a mirage is because we did not play anybody that you would even remotely consider a quality quarterback in this league for two months. The only one we did play, we played our practice squad against. And we learned today that nothing changed on this team in two months defensively. And we also learned that we got a lot of questions in regards to the quarterback. I mean, we're and we're going to talk about it. I mean, it is what it is. But th- this was an embarrassment. I mean, you play all season, and I, I mean, you have zero points in the fourth quarter. Yes, the Eagles lost today. Yeah, they they ended up getting a fifteen, but they lost thirty-one to fifteen in a game that was not even remotely close to that score come the end of it. And let's just go into it. Let's go into the five reasons why the Eagles lost today to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31-15. Fifth is, and you know what, I, I am going to just call the officials out again. I, I mean, th- they were horrific. That roughing call to start the game was a big deal. I mean, it was. I mean, that was it was a brutal call. It was going to be third and long for, for Tampa Bay, third and 10. They call that roughing penalty, That the holding penalty on Kelsey on the perfect screen. They ran to Goddard. I mean, they, they, they were terrible, the officials. They really were. They were bad in this game. They were really bad. They missed the holding call on the first play of the game on Cox. You know what I mean? It was just, they were not good. But I mean, it, it's just, it, overall, I mean, yeah, they weren't good. But it's like, overall, you learn. Like the offensive pass interference call that they called on, um, Quez Watkins on the screen on Devontae Smith, when Tampa was doing the same thing, you know what I mean? Like, it it was it was very biased. I mean, Hurts gets pushed out of bounds. He gets crunched a couple of times. There's no roughing on him. The officials in the NFL just need to be better. I mean, that's just the truth of it. They just need to simply be better. But, I mean, let's really move on now to, like, people on this team. Like, you know what I mean? What well, Things with this team that, you know, we're, we're going to have to look forward to here. And the fourth reason why will be Jalen Rager. Because spoiler, Jalen Rager's just he's not a good football player. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm I'm done being mad at him. There's there's people that are so mad at Jalen they're mad at Jalen Rager. Because Jalen Rager's not Justin Jefferson. They're mad that Jalen Rager's not, you know, Brandon Ayuk. They're mad he's not T. Higgins. They're mad he's not Chase Claypool. They're mad he's not LaVisca Chenault. They're mad he's not Michael Pittman, they're mad he's not K.J. Hamler, go through the list. They're mad he's not this player. I'm mad he's not that guy. Trust me, I I, I wish more than anything, I wish he was Jeremy Chin, you know? I mean, we keep going with a wide receiver thing. And and again, I get it, we were kind of hamstrung and you had to think you had to take a wide receiver, but there was a lot of good defenders out there we could have took still, you know? You know that guy who wrecked the game for for us on defense, Winfield? Yeah, he was another one you could have got. But Jeremy Chin, you know, somebody I know they were high on. There were a lot of guys, but it was a whiff. That was a whiff of a pick. The analytics department said Jalen Rager was going to be a guy and how he went with them, and he made a massive mistake. And here we are, and we're still talking about him because here's the thing it's not that he's just not a good football player, he's just an all time bad one. And again, like I said, it's not his fault he was picked where that was. It like. He didn't make the pick, Howie Roseman did. But this guy, like the problem with the Eagles is they keep putting him on the field. And, and again, that to me is it has to be a clear directive from the head coach. Or the the head coach. From the general manager, because there's no business that Jalen Rager has being on the field as much as he is. He he contributes absolutely zero to a football game. Yet he is out there for eighty five to ninety percent of every game. He is the punt returner. You know what I mean? Like, think about that. He was the kick returner at one point. They they finally took that away from him. They, They couldn't take punt returns away from him today, even though he fumbled the ball because Greg Ward got hurt. You know, the last sliver of hope the Eagles had in this game was, you know, given right away by Jalen Rager when he fumbled that punt after the Eagles defense bowed up for three straight possessions, getting three and outs, and bam, it was over. But I mean, this whole Jalen Rager, like, you can't be mad. But, I mean, John Hightower can't get on this team. Keyshawn Johnson was there today. He didn't play, but it's like any single player on the team is a better player at that position than Jalen Rager. In two seasons, two seasons, he has made, what, three plays? And, I mean, what, the play against Washington, his first drive, or when hit him on the bomb, the punt return in Green Bay, which... It, guys, I mean, it is what it is. That that was, it, it was it was lucky. It's just a lucky return because he's never shown any quality to be a consistently decent returner anyway. Those happen. And, and then what, the play at the end of the Raiders game where he made that great catch, and you know what I mean? We, you look back to the preseason. Remember those catches in the preseason and the joint practice with the Patriots? Remember that? It, it, it feels like it was a lifetime ago, doesn't it? But it wasn't. It was actually just four months ago when Jalen Rager was making all these great plays. He's horrible. He's horrible. I mean, this this offense is never gonna ever be anything if a guy like that's playing eighty to ninety percent of your snaps. Third reason why? Well, it's Jonathan Gannon. But I mean, we should have known that. We knew that going in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I knew. The biggest fear I had in this game was, does Jonathan Gannon learn from what the Saints did to the Buccaneers? Now we're going to play an elite quarterback. They kept Brady out of 80%. I think he was at 78% completions. That has a couple drops. He misfired a couple throws. I think he was, what, 29-37. to 37, Two touchdowns. No problems. We hit him because Tristan Wirfs got hurt. You know, Ryan Kerrigan actually made impact plays today. He Ryan Kerrigan had more plays today in this game than he had all season. Think about that. Because Josh Sweat was unable to go. And, you know, obviously, you know, best wishes to Josh Sweat. He had a life-threatening situation on Tuesday. It's incredible. You know, I mean, football secondary, obviously. You know, hope that he's just all right. But he was unable to play. Nate Herbig didn't play. But Ryan Kerrigan stepped in today for Josh Sweat. And Ryan Kerrigan had some impact plays today. But it, it also helped the Eagles that Tristan Wirfs got hurt. The right tackle. It, it, it sucked. just It just sucked. And Jonathan Gannett's horrible. I mean, it just is what it is. We did not blitz Brady one time today. You know how you called, like I said, maybe don't blitz him. Like, that doesn't mean zero times. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to play press. And Mike Evans had nine catches over 100 yards. Rob Gronkowski got where he wanted to go. It was just simple. It was simple, like they scored thirty-one and they took their foot off the gas again, and that was with them having like a little stretch there where they just forgot how to play offense. Gannon's just—he's just brutal. He's a brutal defensive coordinator. He is there when the Eagles play defense. You know what they play defense as? They play on their heels, and you watch Tampa Bay today, who we played against, and. Everything Tampa Bay does on defense is we're gonna we're dictating the, the the aggressiveness here. We're gonna be aggressive. Just aggressive. Yes, you can get beat being aggressive. Absolutely. You're gonna give up some home runs. That's what being aggressive does. But it also causes turnovers. And we don't get any turnovers, especially against good players. Like none. Zero turnovers today. We lost the turnover battle. Two to zero or what? Three to zero. But you know what I mean? Like none. Because we play passive. We're on our heels. Yet you watch the team play on their toes. He sucks. He's just horrible. I can't just fathom how Jeffrey Lurie is okay with this guy being the defensive coordinator with this scheme. We'll give him some players. That's my fear is we're going to give him some players and nothing's going to get better. Because he's just so passive. Soft. You know, at least Jim Schwartz played this passive. Like, he didn't make no bones about it. Like, it was like, we're getting four guys. We're running the wide nine. We're going to have those guys are just going to rush the passer. That's their job. And they're going to get home. He blitzed more than than Jonathan Gannon. And I thought, oh, yeah, when we got Gannon, it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to blitz. It's like, cool, man. I'm actually looking forward to seeing some blitzes. That'll be fun. Didn't happen. It's just. It's just. It's just this. I. I don't know what really how to 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 talk about it because it's like nothing changed. Oh well, you overachieved. We should be happy. We went from four wins. Did we? What? Like, did we improve though? I mean, really, did the Eagles improve? I ask you that. Did they improve? Because like, how, who did we beat? You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, we had a soft, 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 super soft schedule. Like, we played one of the softest schedules you could ever play. After those first seven games, where we were 2-5, and five, oh, well, you made the playoffs. Okay. Well, how did it happen? Why were we 2-5? and five? Who did we beat there? Oh, we beat Carolina. It took a miracle to beat Carolina, who, by the way, only ended up having five wins. Right? And you beat Atlanta. Opening day. Like, that was one of your better wins, Atlanta. Think about it. But San Francisco, you could have won that game. You threw it away. Then you got throttled by the Cowboys. Then you got throttled by the Chiefs. Remember, they didn't, like, not score. They scored every time they had the ball. I think they won an interception, but scored every other time. You know, you beat Carolina. Then what happened? You played Tampa Bay on the short week. They beat the crap out of you for 3 quarters, took their foot off the gas and made that score look much more competitive than it really was. Then you played the Raiders and they just waxed you and you were 2 and 5. And what happened afterwards? Yeah, well, we 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 beat the uh you know, you beat the Broncos, which was a good win, you think? For, I, I, you beat the Saints but no Kamara no Ramchek, no like Armstead none of their tackles played Trevor Simeon was the quarterback you lose to the Giants it's just you beat the Jets you beat Washington who had one time a practice squad guy at quarterback then you beat Washington again at the end of the year when they're now beat up with injuries you know you beat New York where they got Jake from and Mike Glennon starting like the Eagles were just it. It was it was a fake number it was an embarrassment what they put on that field today. It really was. Second reason why? Well, Jalen Hurts. Who opened the door today? Everybody who listens to me talk, they know I've been advocating. I am a huge advocate of Jalen Hurts. I, I believe in Jalen Hurts. I've said that, and I'm gonna I, again I'm gonna continue to say it because I just believe in the work ethic that the kid has. He wants this. I know he wants to be a really good football player. I know he wants to be a really good quarterback. But I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't sit here today and say to you, he opened the door. And I'd understand if the Eagles now do make a move at quarterback. I I, I don't, again, I personally don't see the avenue that makes any sense for them to make a move at quarterback. Like If you're going to try to trade for somebody, the only people you're trading for right now are what? Watson, Mahomes, Rodgers. Well, X Rodgers out, he ain't leaving Green Bay. And if he did, he ain't coming to Philadelphia. So, it's now Watson or Wilson, who both can X out trades anyway, and more than likely would. So they're not coming regardless. But if you even try to get one, you're giving up all your draft capital and by the way even if you wanted to the giants will probably be in the market for russell wilson if he does choose to get tra- or decide he wants out and they could get a they they can acquire russell wilson a lot easier than the eagles like if it comes best offer best offer the giants are going to win cuz they have two picks inside the top 10 i mean the, the more likely thing would be that the eagles draft a guy like kenny pickett now, that would require Kenny Pickett to like tumble down these draft boards. And generally, quarterbacks don't tumble. If anything, they actually rise up. But he's opened the door for this. We pick 15th, 16th, and 19th now. I mean, what he did today, though, it's just, it was unacceptable. You know, he misses Quez on that bomb down the field there in the middle of the game. Like, right, the, the, it was the second series of the game. Yeah, it's just, he's exiting the pocket too early. The, the, the interception, the second one, he just exited a clean pocket for no reason whatsoever. It was frustrating. His interception at the end of the first half, I mean, a guy falls down. The ball isn't thrown to the back pylon. He threw it where it could be picked off. Behind guys, not anticipating. It's like I like Jalen Hurts. And today was listen, again, we're nitpicking on a game that was just a bad game. It was. But I, and I know people will always like that. There's already people up there. They they wanted Hurts to fail because they don't think he's gonna be, you know, the, the best quarterback in the NFL. Well, here's a spoiler Patrick Mahomes doesn't grow on trees. You know? He doesn't grow on trees. Aaron Rodgers doesn't. Tom Brady doesn't. You know, like th- th- these top guys. That's why Matt Stafford went for such a crazy trade offer. Like, you know, that's why the Rams had to pay for him. And he's number one anything. He's opened the door. He really has. It's crazy to think. But Jalen Hurts has opened the door. And if the Eagles do something here and they make a move, you're going to know why. Jeffrey Lurie wants a top five offense. He thinks that's the way you win in the NFL. And, And to be fair to him, right? Look at the teams that are left. Green Bay. Well, they got one of the best quarterbacks of all time, right? Tampa Bay. I'd say they're a top five offense, especially when they're healthy and they're missing Godwin and Brown went psychotic and all that. You know, the Rams or or Arizona, both are built on their offense. And then what? Um, San Francisco, who beat Dallas, who, by the way, was also a top five offense. But San Francisco runs like Kyle Shanahan's offense itself is just so creative. Motion, everything, getting guys involved. Like That's kind of what the Eagles need to start emulating is what San Francisco does. Because Jimmy Garoppolo is the furthest thing from a very good quarterback. He's at best average. At best average. But they have creative ways. They get motion going. Kyle Shanahan, and it's it's a run based offense. But they find ways to get their best player involved. And, and we're going to talk more about that in a minute. But, you know, th- th- this is what Jalen Hurts has done. He like Kansas City, they're a top five offense, obviously, right? Josh Allen and in, in the Bills, they're they're potentially a top five offense. Tennessee, but they're run based. But Tannehill figures out how to get things going if they need to. Like you can win being run based, you know what I mean? That's but Cincinnati, look at them. Joe Burrow, Joe uh Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. So Jeffrey Lurie's idea that you have to be a top five offense isn't a wrong idea. He's right. And I'm telling you, that's what he wants. And Jalen Hurts has proven now far too much here. It's two seasons. He's two seasons in. He's still 23 years old. I get it, he's young. But I mean, anytime we've played a competent quarterback, a team with a competent quarterback, they have beaten us. Like, who's the best win we've had with Jalen Hurts as quarterback, right? Who was it? The Saints last year? when Drew Brees didn't play and i know that doesn't matter cuz you're not playing against the quarterback but i mean generally if you have a good quarterback you have a good team right so he's hey the saints were a competent defense and he played well and he did it again this year too he had a lot of great moments don't don't think that jalen hurts didn't have a lot of great moments that's not to not be forgotten here he had an overall successful season he took us to the playoffs I mean, I'm thankful for one. The major reason is he was the uh, at least a reason the Eagles could move on from Carson Wentz and get rid of him because he was far from an answer and he was going to eat our salary cap being a problem. I mean, hey, I am not sitting here saying with Jalen Hurts, he's far from a finished product. But I, I again, I just know he opened the door. If you want it, my call... I'm still going with Jalen Hurts. But I mean, I understand that they that I could see now why the door's open. Because it's just performances like that where it's like they're just unacceptable. Too many open like, oh too many open throws were missed. And again, I have, like this is going off of the TV copy, but they showed you a couple of times with the coaches cam there what you'd see, and it's like, oh, man, that's not, that's not good. And that's just from that. You watch what the All-22 is going to show. It's not going to be pretty. But the number one reason why they lost, it's Sirianni. Nick Sirianni was the number one reason why the Eagles lost. He was so violently outcoached by Bruce Arians, it's not even funny. Devontae Smith did not get involved in this game until the fourth quarter when we were losing 31-0. to And don't tell me, oh, well, you know, hey, that's it. Because last week, you force-fed him so he can get his stupid, meaningless rookie receiving record so he can get him out of that game in the second quarter. He got to 50 yards or whatever he needed to get to to get out. Or 42, whatever it had to be. But today... In the most important game we play all season, he is not an active participant until really the fourth quarter, when he is by far the best option we have on offense at terms of wide receiver. Is that catchy on the two-pointer? You got two guys right now, Smith and Goddard, and Quez Watkins is one of those guys who could grow into something, but he dogs a couple routes too much, too. But again, he's got at least potential. Jalen Rager's a zero, you know what I mean? But you, they need help violently on that second outside receiver, whether it is free agency, whether it is the draft. And that's the thing: if the Eagles are going to invest in the other positions, right, on the offense to, to upgrade them, I'm telling you, they don't. You don't want it to get to the point where it's like, well, if Hurts doesn't succeed, it's you know, it's on him. That's not what they want to do. It's not to win... Like, you want him to be the guy. And you want everything to work in unison. But, I mean, Sirianni did him no favors today. He did nobody any favors. He was outcoached. He was just outcoached by Bruce Arians, and it wasn't close. This was an absolutely... It was just horrible. There was... Like I said it lacked hope the game just lacked hope true hope completely bummed out it was just emotionless it was embarrassing so yeah we're into the off season think about that we're we're into the off season now like uh, it's just such a bummer to say it and we're into the offseason because we got to play an extra playoff game where we just got our asses handed to us. And oh yeah, I know, we could all celebrate Dallas. Got beat too, and they went just as far as the Eagles. But I mean, that's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's whatever. I mean, Dallas' big problem is their head coach too, so I mean, who knows what they're going to do with the turnover. But I know the Eagles are going to probably run it back. I don't anticipate any big moves at coach or, 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 like, again, D coordinator, I would be moving on from him in a heartbeat. I'd be begging Vic Fangio. I know that there's things that believe that he's just going to link up with Harbaugh and that's it, but I'd be begging Vic Fangio. Oh, my gosh, if we just had his defensive style. I'm one of those guys where it's like, to me, I never fault aggressiveness. And here's another thing. Like I said, in 2022, the people that are going to come out of here that probably had smiles on their face because they hate Jalen Hurts. It's like top 10 guys don't grow on trees. You know, hey, look at Dallas. They have Prescott, right? I think everybody could safely say he's a top 10 guy. Well, now his contract kicks in next year. So their window to win was like now and they pissed it away. That's the one benefit. What hurts is his contract is so team friendly that if you could just develop him, if he could develop at all, you actually could stand a chance to start winning. We're gonna have a lot to talk about this offseason. That's that again. We got four months now of dealing with quarterback talk. Because it, it it's not going to end until after the draft. If if the draft comes and goes and they don't get Kenny Pickett or you know Matt Coral or whatever they're going to do, hopefully like it's Kenny Pickett or bust in my opinion. But if you don't get Kenny Pickett, and again I'm not saying here advocating that they even pick Kenny Pickett, but I'm saying if you're going to take one quarterback from that draft, I mean I think he's far and away the only one. But you don't get it. I mean we got to wait till literally the beginning of May. For this to end. And that's if the Eagles don't make a trade prior. This one sucked. Because it just... It was never, ever, ever... Interesting. They scored their first possession. And they never looked back. And it literally was... What we all thought was possible... But it was just it was just so. Every single part of it had to happen. You know what I mean? Like we all knew it was possible. We could like, but it literally, played out the worst case scenario. Played out perfectly. So freak of the week. Who was the freak of the week in this game? Right. You'd want to give it to Goddard, right? But he dropped the pass. You know. What I mean. I know. He'd be somebody you'd think about for that. I mean, one guy I liked today was Ryan Kerrigan. Ryan Kerrigan's the Freak of the Week. Ryan Kerrigan is the Freak of the Week this week. Go figure. If you told me prior to the game, Ryan Kerrigan would be your Freak of the Week. One and a half sacks, two tackles for loss. Ryan Kerrigan stepped up, especially with Josh Sweat being out, which makes you think what Josh Sweat potentially could have done if he actually was able to play today. And for Ryan Kerrigan, who showed us nothing pretty much literally all season, had a like his season numbers and then some in this game alone. He was the freak of the week. Geeks of the week, Sirianni, Hurts, Gannon, all three. And we got a big offseason coming, man. A big one. A big one. A big one for Jalen Hurts. It's going going in with this ankle injury, but it's like it's all it's going to be. Four months of quarterback drama. Just four months of dealing with who's going to be the quarterback. Are we going to trade? Are we, like, you got all these assets that more more than likely they're going to defer into 2023, but you got all these assets. We're going to have a lot to, t- I mean, there's going to be so much to talk about every week now with this team. That's the one thing, you know, I know we're going to have a ton because I mean it's just drama 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 drama. Nonstop drama. This sucked. Uncompetitive. And I know people are happy like in a way cuz all oh, they, they they wanted to be right about hurts all these morons out there who think that like great quarterbacks just grow on trees. That's why Sirianni's up, because like Jimmy Garoppolo stinks, but you see what happens with the 49ers. A great coach could scheme around the inabilities of his quarterback sometimes. And again, I'm not sitting here being the guy who's trying to sit there and tell you that you know, Jalen Hurts stinks, because he doesn't. I'm cool rolling with Jalen Hurts next year. He's got to get that ankle right. He's got to learn how to pass in the pocket. He's twenty three, he could definitely improve. I mean, really, he's twenty-three. He is far from a finished product. I promise you he'll be better next year than he was this year. But I mean again, we guys need him to start stepping up against good teams. Can't just keep saying oh his worst game was against it was t no. Eventually you gotta put it on the field here. Like he, he could stop people from talking very easily. But when you do this stuff consistently, especially against really good teams arguments get made and guess what? Can't argue against them. Remember, the quest is for a top 5 offense. And is Jalen Hurts going to be a guy who can help you get there? This one sucked. It's going to sting for a while because you played your whole season to get your ass bombed in round 1. be back Thursday because we'll hear some stuff. I mean, it's the end of the season, interviews, all that crap. I'm sure some story will leak out a little bit. And then we'll start previewing free agency because that's what comes first. I know everybody wants to get on the draft and all the picks, but it's really free agency first. And what they do in free agency is going to more or less dictate what they do in the draft. You know, this quest for maybe an outside receiver. Well, if they don't address it in free agency, are you got to, to address it in the draft, right? You could technically do both, but. Like, when you look at some of these teams out there with their receivers, like the Cowboys, Cedric Wilson was their fourth guy. Like, he'd be our second guy. You know, like Byron Pringle, McCall. Like, look at the Chiefs, they just have weapons. So, you could have multiple good receivers. It's okay. You don't only have to have two or one or three. I mean, you could have four. It's okay. Didn't want to have this conversation. Was really hoping we'd be talking about the Packers, but here we are. And it's it's going to be, hey, it's not going to be Wentz-style to last year. It's nothing going to be like that with the new coach and the quarterback getting traded. But, again, it, it doesn't lack for being boring. I know that because we're, we're going to do something. Because guess what? You've given this GM, who everybody thinks is this gunslinger-type GM, he's got all these picks. He's got all these assets to trade. What's he going to do? And we'll see if he does anything. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go.